Welcome to the Pop Up Marketing Podcast. We break down proven strategies for unique and specialty businesses so that you can get more sales out of your marketing without feeling sleazy or cheesy. I'm Teresa. And I'm Ruth. After working with eventpreneurs, e-commerce giants, and learning all about scaling, we're excited to take your brand to the next level with a Pop of Marketing. So today I was thinking we could talk about sales funnels or conversion funnels because we both have such different backgrounds using them. I think that people forget about the funnel a lot. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think you have more of kind of the marketing side of a funnel and I have more of the sales side of a funnel. So we look at it the same but kind of a little bit differently through different lenses a little bit we get the same outcome but we look at it maybe slightly differently yeah that's totally true and for unique and specialty event businesses i think that sometimes people can forget about how important it is to actually have a strategy and numbers can kind of scare people but at the end of the day the funnel is there to remind you that you need to continuously be filling it. You know, if no one's coming into this so-called funnel, no one's going to convert into a sale in the first place. Yeah. And just kind of getting basic with it. We go back to this a lot, but you're a baker, you're a DJ, you have your passion. And the passion part is, is what really gets you going. You have to get into stuff about like sales funnels and marketing. Cause without it, you know, the passion's great, but, there is a strategy that you need to implement with your passion. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be sleazy or cheesy, but <laughs> there has to be something there. There has to be some way to communicate your value. So right. from your side, from the sales side, what when is the first time that you really like learned about funnels and started putting them into place? What's your perspective on them and how they can work for businesses? You know, for me, when... I first got into sales and people spoke to me about funnels. I took it seriously. I started to think of it, you know, as just like a mathematical equation, basically. Um, if you want to sell, sell to 10 people, you might have to reach out to a thousand people to get those 10 sales. It just might be the mathematics of, of the situation no matter how good or great you think your product is, your service, sometimes it's just going to come down to finding the people who need it. So, you know, it seems overwhelming and it seems like a big number reaching out to a thousand people, but you kind of have to bring it back into perspective of how quickly and efficiently can I reach these thousand people to get those 10? And once I get those 10, then how much profit am I making? And is it worth my time? Right. And from your side, for people that don't know, you're talking about like cold calling, cold emailing, finding people and then reaching out to them to can like convert a sale. Yeah, that's kind of where you come in. So from my perspective, I'm saying let's cast a net and, see, and get a funnel. How many people can I reach out to? But that's kind of where your side comes in, the marketing, getting out to them and figuring out which marketing works how to do it, how to follow up. Um, so from my side, I'm just kind of general. Cast the net. That's where you come in, and you can maybe educate everybody on the different types of, 
of ways of getting a funnel. Yeah, that's totally true because I love that you brought in the math side of it. So basically what I like to explain is whenever you think of a funnel, the biggest portion is on top and it gets smaller and smaller until somebody comes out of it. You know, something comes out of the smallest side of the funnel. And when you think of that as the mathematical part, the more people that you have in the top, the more that you're pouring into this funnel, the more that can come out. And so, for example, at the widest part, at the very top, those are people that are just aware of your business. So maybe they've seen advertising or they've seen you at an event or some sort of guest post. They've somehow found you. And then the next step is for you to bring them closer to the bottom of the funnel. And we talk about know, like, and trust. Somebody has to know about your business to convert into a sale or a client. And then they have to like you and they have to trust you to get all the way down to the bottom. And so whenever you're visualizing this funnel, I like to literally see it as a funnel that you know you pour oil into to bake or into your car. <laughs> like the more you pour in, the more that comes out. And so if you're only nurturing the people that are hot leads, which we're gonna get into in a minute, if you're only nurturing those people, that's very short term and there's not a lot of growth potential because you're not getting more people aware of your business or coming into the awareness phase where they can know you and then convert further down the funnel as you add value into their life. Yeah. So from my perspective, because I think of everything in terms of the sale, the sale, the sale, the money, the bottom line. You put it eloquently and, and into perspective. <laughs> For me, when you're talking about that funnel and maybe people listening will think, okay, you cast a wide net, that top people who see you, you know, know about you, they've seen your marketing and you get people down to the bottom of the funnel it might be discouraging for some people, but it's also a reality check because a lot of people get into, you know, working their funnel and they think they're going to get everybody at the bottom of that funnel. And that's not necessarily true. You may for a month or two, get that funnel down, get 10 people out of the thousand, but it doesn't mean the people at the top of the funnel are gone forever. You know, you keep adding stuff to that funnel and those people who maybe dropped off this month might be back in your funnel in another two months. Now they know about you. They just necessarily weren't ready for your services or your product. So I, I, in sales, sometimes people kind of look at it as it was like a waste because I reached a thousand people and I only sold 10. It's not because now they know about you. They can spread the word and the bottom of your funnel, instead of 10 people can grow bigger and bigger to be, you know, 20, 30. And the top of your funnel grows from a thousand to 2000 to 3000. So it's, in terms of a funnel, you also want to think of it as gradually making that funnel just wider and wider as you go on in your business and as people get more awareness about you. That's totally true because it's more of building a network of awareness, which brings me to one of the points that I wanted to talk about actually, which is how PR is um, kind of compounding and how marketing is compounding and sales and generating leads, all of this works together. And so my example is actually when I was planning my own wedding, because I had been to so many 
wedding expos and I've worked with so many vendors, I remembered who I saw at these locations. I remembered the people that I maybe met only one time, but it was five years ago. And those are literally the vendors that I selected for my wedding because yeah, they had somehow reached me at a point where I wasn't ready. But then five years later, it compounded. And now I already know about your business. I like you and I trust you. So of, of course, it makes my it makes the purchasing decision so much easier whenever that nurturing part happens. Yeah. And it's also it's also just, you know, <laughs> nurturing, but the sale is easy too. So you don't have to do a lot of that wheeling and dealing. There's the other aspect of it. You want it to make it as efficient as possible. So part of that, putting that funnel out there and putting the word out there and the marketing side is it's not a waste. It's never a waste because more people know about you and and more people can talk about you and it, you just get out there more to the point where you almost become part you should become part of the community in a sense where people are like, Oh yeah, you know, JJ's limos. I, I, I know about them. It's not even like a, Oh, tell me about them. It's I know about, them. I've heard about them. It's like, an you know, not even a conversation needs to be had because, Oh yeah, that's right. Because instantly you're reliable. They know about you. They like you. Everybody else likes you. And it's pretty much, a done deal if you just have to get the sale at that point and you know maybe wheel and deal a little bit offer a little incentive and make it quick and easy right and that's it's interesting that you brought that up like being part of the community because it's super important i don't think people understand you need to be top of mind and i think that's where you're coming from like who is the person, if you're going to recommend someone, who's the first person you're going to recommend? And actually, I'm working with a client right now who's a specialty vendor, and they do custom dog food meals. So it's basically a for scratch kitchen for dog food. Okay. And we can go down a dog food route, you know, another time. But the whole <laughs> point is, there's a level of purchasing decision that has to happen when you're switching your pet's dog food, when you're planning your wedding, when you're deciding what kind of laptop to buy, there's some purchase decisions that take kind of a while. And so what we're doing with them is a lot of awareness marketing. And now I think we've been running those ads for maybe a month or two. Now we're starting to see in the comments, people tagging other people. This is the one that I've heard about. You should try it. And that's really where you start building that funnel. So for them, starting from a scratch layer of no advertising, no paid stuff, going to just investing a certain amount every month in the awareness portion, it just builds and builds your network, keeps you top of mind, and helps people along the purchasing decision. Which brings me to another point that I wanted to talk about was the sales process, which you kind of touched on already, and depending on the service or how expensive it is, like the length of time that it takes for you to originally meet somebody and then for them to convert into a sale or a client. Well, I mean, I never look at anything as, oh, this is taking too long to close, or convert, because they're just in my funnel. Sometimes I will just ask for the no because I want them to make a decision and I don't want them to feel like 
I am haggling them or hassling them, you know, and it's okay if they want, if they want to say no. And I take the no. And then once they give me the no, I say to them, I, I'll tell them, you know what, do you think you'll want to try this, whatever it is I'm selling or, you know, advertising, do you think you'll want to try this in X amount of months? Would you like me to call you back? And they'll tell me yes or no. They, almost 100% of the time they tell me yes. Very rarely they tell me no. And if they tell me no, it's because they don't, they, they really just don't ever do any sort of marketing or they're just word of mouth or they're already busy enough. It's like a small mom and pop. They're busy enough. I don't need that marketing. I don't need X, Y, Z. So it really never hurts to get the no because it just shows them that you respect them. You respect their time. You don't really want to keep calling somebody and having the same old, do you want it? Do you not want it? You're on the fence. Take time to think about it. I don't need to check in with you every three days. I'll check in with you in two months. Hey, I'll call you back in two months. And I set a plan. So I will call them back in two months. I set a reminder. And then in two months, hey, it's Teresa with so-and-so just calling to check in to see if you, you know, you're interested in, in the marketing I talked to you about. We have this great deal going on. I can offer you the same deals last time. Whatever it is that you can kind of repeat their interest. Um, you know, I had many clients who would tell me to call back. And then, you know, I would call back and they would tell me no, no, no for a year. And then they'd say yes. So it just, you know, getting the no is helpful in respecting their time and managing yours. I love that you brought that up. And for context, it might be confusing because you have sold advertising and marketing in the past. So to relate that to someone that's not selling advertising or services in that respect, if you think about it and your think about your brand, if you, for example, have a venue and it's on the beach, ask for the no so that you understand if they don't even want a beach wedding anymore. And, you know, they came and visited and they said, wow, this is just not what I'm interested in. Or if you're selling dog food, ask for the no and say, maybe we can reach out later. They clearly are not interested in going down this path of holistic nutrition. And so how do you know when to ask for the no? I think you, you get a sense that they're not sure or maybe they just don't want to tell you no. They're trying to seem very agreeable, especially if like you're a venue or, or if you're a, a, a service that's a specific day service, you know, you're getting married. Um, you need the no. There's a time crunch and you want to have that date for other people if that's what your business is, where you're a service or a product that goes there just for the day. So you can get a sense. And I think after I would say a good rule of thumb is after three or four follow ups, you can ask for the no. Um, you don't want to cut your nose off to spite your face if they are interested. You don't want to just get a no just to get one. But you do want to give them an easy out. You don't want them to feel pressure because you might not be right for them. The beach wedding might not be right for them. But they might have a sister or a friend who wants a beach wedding. They like the venue. It just wasn't for them. And now 
that you respected them enough to kind of help guide them to the no or to, you know, just say, you know, get the no and move on and not pressure them. And they're going to tell other people, hey, I went to this venue. It was beautiful. The people there were really nice. And that's going to help you make more sales down the road. Right. Right. Because if you're top of mind in a positive way, people are going to talk about you. And I love that you brought that up. So we've been talking a lot about strategy and the sales process, but there's another type of quote unquote funnel that people use. And this is from the digital marketing side. And it's more of a conversion funnel. So this is a tiny piece in your overall strategy. And what this means is you need to look at your marketing as nurturing each piece of the no like and trust system. And so a conversion funnel is p- literally putting out an advertisement. What's the next step of the advertisement? And you can break this down all the way to a subject line on an email. So a subject line on an email is to get them to open the email. They've nurtured, they've come, they've opened it. The next step is to click on it. So you need a great CTA or a great call to action. The next step is for them to claim an offer or claim something else on your website or create an appointment. The next step from that is, you know, et cetera. So you look at these very minimal pieces that convert people. And so that's a conversion funnel. The basic way to do this is by putting out like a Facebook ad to a market, making it really exciting and having them click on it to get free content. And then in that free content landing page, you have them become a lead. And then after the lead, they get follow up drip marketing. And so it's two different pieces of an overall strategy and something very tactical, which I think is some of the stuff that we're going to start teaching with pop of marketing, how to really dig in and fix those tactical things so that they're working for you literally while you're doing your passion projects. Thanks for listening to the pop of marketing podcast. To learn more about how we can teach your team, serve your business, or help you with all things marketing and advertising, go to popofmarketing.com.